Good day everybody, this is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. Today we're going to look at joint resolutions uh, dealing with the uh, military use of force, uh, both the September 18th, 2001, um, in dealing with September 11th's attack, and also the joint resolution uh, for military uh, force against Iraq. Um, in 2002. Uh, we're going to do them in two different uh, segments, but we are going to um, go through them. So, as it is stated, a joint resolu- er, resolution, so again, this is a joint resolution referring to both House and uh, Senate uh, agreeing um, with this uh, resolution. To authorize the use of the United States Armed Forces against those responsible for the recent attacks launched against the United States. So, that's the point of the resolution. Uh, Here are the reasons behind the resolution. Whereas on September 11, 2001, acts of treacherous violence were committed against the United States and its citizens, and whereas um, such acts rendered it both necessary and appropriate um, that the United States exercise its right to self-defense and to protect the United States citizens, both at home and abroad, and whereas in light of the threat of the national security and foreign policy of the United States posed by these grave acts of violence, and whereas uh, such acts continue to pose unusual and extraordinary um, threat to the national security and foreign policy of the United States, and whereas the President um, has authority under the Constitution to, um, to take action to deter and prevent uh, acts of international terrorism against the United States now therefore be it resolved by the Senate and the House representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled. Uh, section uh, section 1, the short title is Joint Resolution be cited as the authorization of military force. Uh, in general, uh, that, the United, that the President is authorized to use all necessary and appropriate force against those nations, organizations, and or persons he determines unplanned, authorized, committed, or aided the terrorist attacks um, that occurred on September 11, 2001, or harbored such organizations or persons in order to prevent uh, any future acts of international terrorism against the United States by uh, such nations, organizations, or persons. Uh, And then it goes on to what the war powers are. Uh, those are all found in the Constitution. It just cites what the Constitution says about uh, war power resolutions. And they, they just simply say that they're not going to add or subtract from those constitutional uh, sections. Uh, so when it comes to uh, this resolution, the, the, the struggle with uh, this resolution um, is not uh, what it says necessarily. Uh, it's a great worded document. Uh, the the uh, a struggle, I would say, is how broad it is in that it really allows for both the allies and the um, opponents of the uh, war and wars to uh, be able to take their sides and say, look, you know, we did exactly what we were supposed to, no more, no less. And the other side will say, uh, 
we didn't do our job more or less. Uh, either we didn't do enough or we did too much. Uh, those who would say we didn't do enough would say, well, we should have went after Saudi Arabia and, and their princes who um, aided the terrorists because it says that we were going to go after um, those who aided and we didn't. We didn't go after everybody who aided. Uh, others would say that we went after we did too much by uh, you know we uh, were spying on our own citizens who aided. We went after uh, Iraq who aided. Uh, we went after all kinds of people who aided. Um, and we'll talk more about, you know, Iraq uh, aiding and whatnot uh, later when we talk about the uh, second resolution. But it is important to understand that uh, not, nothing that we uh, dealt with on here uh, was wrong. Um, now the question becomes, should we still be in Afghanistan? Um, well under this resolution, I don't think that we are resolved to be there anymore, uh, because we, uh, for the most part, have, with military force, have exercised our self-defense. We have, uh, removed Osama bin Laden, and we've removed many from Al-Qaeda. We've, we basically totally dismantled, uh, Al-Qaeda, and it's, uh, eight, it's AIDS, um, obviously we can't stop every, or we can't go after everybody who aided because that's dealing with way too many people. So they had, I'm, I'm assuming that they had to, uh, narrow in, uh, who and what, uh, is considered an aider or what is an aid, what is aiding, uh, in this, um, situation. And I think the biggest criticism that you can have is that maybe, uh, not maybe, but uh, most certainly our government um, and the executive branch was too arbitrary on their interpretation of what is considered an aider as far as the terrorist attacks. Um, you know, why, why did we go after Iraq and not Saudi Arabia. Well, we'll get into, I think, the reason why we went after Iraq and not Saudi Arabia in the next segment. Um, and I think maybe uh, as the conversation goes forth, uh, it'll make more sense. Uh, and you may still disagree with the war in Iraq, uh, and you may disagree with the war on terrorism. Uh, but keep in mind that the war on terrorism wasn't a war on terrorism in general, even though the rhetoric was of our, you know, both us, both Americans and uh, our allies, but the official resolution is only for terrorist attacks that are specifically towards Americans, both here in America and abroad. So if we have a lot, so if there was a terrorist attack on a Ford plant in China, uh, we would be resolved to do something about it. Uh, but with at least with this resolution here, uh, the main focus is not necessarily in general terrorist attacks, but this uh, specific terrorist attack of uh, September 11th, 2001. Uh, we're going to take a break um, real quick. 
uh, before we get into the second resolution because the second resolution is a much longer resolution and I have a crying baby in the other room and I need to go take care of her. So welcome back to the Curious Conversation. Uh, we are going to be dealing with the authorization for the use of military force against Iraq Resolution 2002, uh, and it goes like this. Uh, the Public Law uh, 107-243 um, uh, is uh, the 107th Congress. This is a joint resolution, meaning that the Senate and the House both signed off on it. Uh, it was enacted, it was signed into law in October uh, 16th, 2002. Uh, these are the, and I will go through the reasons for um, the Iraq War. Whereas in, two, or in, whereas in 1990, in response to Iraq's war of aggression, against the illegal occupation of Kuwait. The United States forged a coalition of nations to liberate Kuwait and its people in order to defend the national security of the United States and enforce United Nations Security Council resolution relating to Iraq. Whereas after the liberation of Kuwait in 1991, Iraq entered into a United Nations sponsored ceasefire agreement pursuant um, to on which Iraq unequivocally agreed among other things to eliminate its nuclear biological and chemical weapons programs and the means to deliver and develop them and to end its support for international terrorism so there's one there are those are the two reasons. One, we were at war with them in, two, or in 1990, and in 1991 they promised a ceasefire uh, that did not end the war. It was simply an armistice, a ceasefire, with the agreement that we will not come after you as long as you meet these requirements. Next, uh, whereas the um, efforts of the international weapons inspectors United States intelligence agencies and Iraqi defectors led to the discovery that Iraq had large stockpiles of chemical weapons and a large-scale biological weapons program, and that Iraq had an advanced nuclear weapons development program that was uh, much closer to producing a nuclear weapon than intelligence reporting had previously indicated, whereas Iraq in direct and flagrant violation of the ceasefire um, attempted to thwart the efforts of uh, weapons inspectors to identify and destroy Iraq's response or weapons of mass destruction stockpiles and development capabilities which uh, finally resulted in the withdrawal of the inspectors from Iraq on October of, uh, 31st 1998 Okay, so uh, the second point made the point that we stopped fighting them in um, 1991 because they agreed to get rid of 
these uh, weapons of mass destruction. Uh, these ref weapons of mass destruction simply refers to weapons that destroy people on mass, large groups of people. Uh, that's anything from uh, nerve gases um, to obviously uh, nuclear weapons, but uh, anything that would actually uh, kill, fatally uh, wound people uh, generally. Uh, it's referring to that. Uh, and uh, we set out to uh, keep make sure that they were a nation of their word. Turned out that they weren't. We gave up on them in 1998, four years before this war started. Uh, moving on to the next point. Whereas the public law of the 105th Congress in the uh, 231st or 200, yeah, 235th law of that Congress uh, stated in August uh, 14th, 1998, uh, Congress uh, concluded that Iraq's continuing weapons of mass destruction programs threatened the vital United States interests and international peace and security declared Iraq to be an material and unacceptable breach of its international obligations and urged the president to take appropriate actions to or in accordance with the Constitution and relevant laws of the United States to bring Iraq into compliance and its international obligations. So, back in August of uh, 1998, uh, Congress had urged uh, the president at the time, Bill Clinton, uh, to uh, go after uh, Iraq. So this was not a presidential idea. This was not President Bush's idea to go after Iraq. This was Congress's idea four years prior. Right? Uh, but instead what they decided was to, for the time being, uh, pull out the inspectors. So they urged, they, they signed into law this urging of the president to uh, do something about Iraq in August. And they pulled out the inspectors in uh, October, so a couple of months later. Uh, next point. Uh, whereas Iraq both poses a continuing threat to the national security of the United States and international peace and security in the Persian Gulf region, uh, remains in material and unacceptable breach of international obligations by, among other things, uh, continuing to possess and uh, develop a significant chemical and biological weapons capability, uh, actively seeking a nuclear weapons capability, and supporting and harboring terrorist organizations. Uh, whereas Iraq persists in uh, violating the resolutions of the United Nations uh, Security Council in continuing to engage in brutal uh, repressions of its civilian population, uh, thereby threatening international peace and security in the region um, by refusing to release uh, uh, 
I'm not sure what that word is really, uh, repatriate or account for um, non-Iraqi citizens wrongfully detained by Iraq, uh, including an American serviceman, and by failing to return property wrongfully seized by Iraq from Kuwait. Uh, whereas the current Iraqi regime has demonstrated its capability and willingness to use weapons of mass destruction against other nations and its own people, whereas the current Iraqi regime has demonstrated its uh, continued hostility toward and willingness to attack the United States, including um, by attempting in uh, 1993, two years after the armistice, to assassinate the former President um, Bush and by firing on many thousands of occasions on United States and coalition armed forces engaged in enforcing the resolutions of the United Nations Security Council. Now, whereas members of Al-Qaeda, uh, an organization bearing responsibility for the attacks on the United States, its um, citizens and interests, including the attacks um, at, that occurred on September 11th, 2001, are known by um, to be in Iraq. Uh, whereas Iraq continues to aid and harbor other international terrorist organizations, including organizations that threaten the lives and safety of United States citizens. Whereas the attacks on the United States of September 11th, 2001 underscore the gravity of the threat posed by the acquisition of weapons of mass destruction by international terrorist organizations. So, uh, this re the regime at the time, uh, Saddam Hussein, uh, did not comply to his agreed upon terms uh, for the armistice. It, we did not lift the war when we went after them back in uh, 1990. Uh, we did a ceasefire with the understanding that he would stop doing these certain things. He did not stop doing these certain things. He did not um, finish the agreeing upon and so this is simply a continuation of uh, the 1990 war. It'd be like if uh, we went to war with uh, North Korea. Well, we're already at war with North Korea. Uh, we've never lifted our war stance on North Korea. Uh, we wouldn't actually declare war on North Korea again. We would just simply authorize military force like we are now. Uh, whereas Iraq's demonstration capability and a willingness to use weapons of mass destruction, the risk the, that the current Iraqi regime will either employ those weapons to launch a surprise attack against the United States or its armed forces or provide them to international terrorists who would do so in the extreme magnitude of harm that would result to the United States and its citizens from um, such an attack um, combined to justify um, action by the United States to defend itself. Whereas the United Nations Security Council resolution uh, in 1990 authorized the use of all necessary means to enforce the United States or United Nations Security Council resolution, the 
uh, subsequent relevant resolutions in the, um, to compel Iraq to cease certain activities that threaten international peace and security, including the development of weapons of mass destruction and the refusal or the development of weapons of mass destruction and the refusal or obstruction of United Nations weapons inspection in violation of the United States Security Council Resolution uh, 687 in uh, 1991, a repression of its civilian population in violation of the United Nations Security Council uh, 688, and threatening its um, neighbors or United Nations operations in, in Iraq in violation of United Nations Council Resolution 949. So, not only did he break, or not only did uh, Saddam Hussein uh, break laws or whatever that um, govern the United Nations type of thing, but he broke his word. He promised uh, to the Security Council, I will stop doing this, just simply let me keep my uh, regime. They said, okay, fine. Uh, so they made these uh, resolutions, and he did not keep his word. Whereas in the authorization for the use of military force against the Iraq Resolution, uh, Public Law 101, or 102, uh, the first law of Congress was authorized the President um, to use the United States Armed Forces pursuant to the United Nations Security Council Resolution 678, in 1990, in order to achieve implementation of Security Council Resolution 660, 661, 662, 665, 667, 669, 670, 674, and 677, whereas in December 1991, the Congress expressed a sense that it supports the use of all uh, necessary means to achieve the um, goals of the United Nations Security Council Resolution 687 as um, being consistent with the authorization of use of military force against Iraq Resolution uh, Public Law 102-1 that Iraq's repression of its civilian population violates the United Nations Security Council Resolution 688 and constitutes a continuing threat of peace, security, and stability of the Persian Gulf region. And that the Congress supports the use of all necessary means to achieve the goals of the United Nations Security Council Resolution 688. Whereas the Iraq Liberation, or Liberation Act of, six, or of um, 1998, Public Law uh, 105, uh, 338 expressed the sense of Congress that it should be the policy of the United States to support efforts to remove from power the current Iraqi regime and promote the emergence of a uh, democratic uh, government to replace that regime. So this was a uh, 1998 law. This was not George Bush's idea necessarily. Uh, obviously he's uh, approving of this, uh, which is why that's why his rhetoric was to make a democratic government there, because that was Congress's idea 
back in 1998, back in the Clinton administration, back at the beginning of Clinton's second term, and back in, uh, or so four years before uh, this authorization happened. So this was all uh, planned out beforehand type of thing. Whereas in uh, September 12, 2002, President Bush committed um, the United States to work with the United Nations Security Council to meet our common challenge posed by Iraq and to work for the necessary resolutions, while also making clear that the Security Council resolutions will be enforced and the just demands of peace and security will be met, um, or action will be unavoidable whereas the United States is determined to uh, prosecute the war on terror um, and Iraq's uh, ongoing support for the international uh, terrorist uh, group combined with its development of weapons of mass destruction in direct violation of its obligation under 1991 ceasefire and other United Nations Security Council resolutions make clear that it is the national security interest of the United States in the furtherance of the war on terrorism that all relevant United Nations Security Council resolutions be enforced, including through the use of force if necessary. So, there's another, there's the reason. Uh, United Nations set this up. We are simply doing what we promised that we would do. So, the idea behind this is uh, Iraq promised to do uh, what they didn't do, and we said that if you don't do this, we promised to uh, retaliate and to respond. Uh, Iraq was not a country of its word. America was took four years for us to be a country of our word, but alas, better late than never. Uh, whereas the uh, Congress has uh, taken steps to pursue vigorously the war on terrorism uh, through the pr uh, provision of authorities and funding requested by the president to take necessary actions against the international terrorists and terrorist organizations, including those nations, organizations, or persons who planned, author or authorized, committed, or aided the terrorist attacks that occurred on September 11th, 2001, or harbored such persons, organizations. So here's here's uh, with that. Uh, obviously, other countries did the same. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, obviously did these things um, as far as uh, harboring, aiding uh, or organizations, uh, things like that. Uh, but we, ha we were, we've never been at war with Saudi Arabia. Uh, we have, uh, we don't have UN resolutions. There was, so I'm reading all of these because People will say, why did we go to war with Iraq and not Iran or uh, Saudi Arabia? Well, because we don't have all of these reasons that Congress laid out in 
this resolution. Uh, Iraq checks all the boxes. Uh, while Saudi Arabia, Iran uh, do not. Whereas in its national security interest, the United States to restore international peace and security to the Persian Gulf region. Now, therefore, um, be it resolved by the state and House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled. Uh, this joint resolution may be called the Authorization and Use of Military Force Against Iraq Resolution of 2002. Uh, and then it goes into Sections 2 and Sections 3. Uh, and they're more or less explaining uh, what they're going to do. I just wanted to talk about the reasons. Uh, if you want to read... Uh, what the plans were uh, I would certainly uh, you know uh, encourage you to do so that way you can see okay well did we stay within the bounds of Congress's intent back in 2002 and uh, perhaps we will talk about it some other time but uh, that is for another time so I just want to point, I just, I, I wanted to read this, uh, especially with, um, in line with the uh, 2001 resolution, that there was, there were a lot of reasons why we went to war with Iraq. Uh, it is often a, uh, not a scandal, but a uh, attack on the character of George Bush, that he simply wanted to do this, do that, whatever, like, there's a lot of, uh, lifting, or going up in arms against, uh, the 43rd president, uh, President Bush, over, uh, the war on, Ira war in Iraq, but understand that, uh, in the war in Iraq, uh, one, it wasn't his idea, it was the idea of the United Nations, uh, we promised to do something about it. Yes, uh, it was his father, uh, George Bush Sr., who originally uh, agreed to the United Nations term back in 1991. And yes, it is true that it is George Bush Jr. who finally uh, held up that promise that his that the um, George Bush Sr. Uh, promised, but it wasn't just the Bushes who decided on this. It was Congress back in 1998 who agreed on uh, doing something about Iraq, and uh, Bill Clinton, President Clinton, refused to do something about it, or at least neglected to do something about it which got us into the mess that we were in. Uh, maybe, just maybe, if we would have done something in 1998 about Iraq, we wouldn't have been in there until right now. We wouldn't have been there for uh, a decade. But we were. Therefore, uh, it's a mess, but it is a mess of his that has history behind it, it is not just a mess that came out of the clear blue sky. 
Uh, this mess was not made in a vacuum. Uh, there was context behind it. Uh, not saying that you should agree with it. Uh, I certainly uh, don't agree with it, but my disagreement with it is not at fault with uh, the president at the time. My problem with it is uh, with the United Nations, with the this. So, there's there are reasons why I don't approve of it, uh, but it has nothing to do with. Uh, certainly not the soldiers. Everybody supports the soldiers, but I would say you should also support the president because he was simply doing uh, the desire of uh, Congress, which is what uh, the 42nd president, Bill Clinton, should have done four years prior. Alright, so that's my cue to get out of here now that everybody's mad at me and I have crying baby in the next room. Uh, blessings on the rest of your day, and as always, uh, drink your coffee and come to Jesus. Take care.